0: G'day you absolute legends, this is the first of the Talking Chang podcast, uh, the reason we've sort of gone down this path, we're doing this in conjunction with our normal vlogs, but uh, I personally like consuming podcasts, I love, love listening to them when I'm out on the bike, I love listening to them in the car, and uh, when I'm out running, and so while I'm on the trainer I also like watching them on YouTube and I actually like to see the vodcast where you've got video as well. So, hence why Hannah and I have sort of opted to do this thing and try it out and experiment with it. So, our first one is us just sitting around talking Chang, Hannah and I. But my intention is to get interesting, or not that Hannah's not interesting, but other interesting people on the, uh, the podcast and uh, just talk about random topics. Maybe, you know, some people will talk about cycling because cycling is my passion. But. We'll also be talking about other topics as well. So, I hope you guys enjoy this first podcast. Let us know in the comments below what your thoughts are. And uh, we really, on this sort of thing, we really would like to hear your feedback. And, uh, you know, it just mixes things up again. I've been doing vlogs for four or five years. So, this is something different. I hope you enjoy it. Snazzy. Snazzy, not
1: snazzy, just snazzy. Is it snazzy or snazzy? It's just snazzy. So Why? Z Z Y. Let's give the uh,
0: let's give the listeners a little bit of a, a background as to the, the
1: snazzy. Well, I think snazzy is a thing now.
0: It's the new word.
1: I think so. I think it's coming back. Okay. What era did it originate from?
0: Oh, oh, look, I remember people throwing it around many, many years ago, even when I was at school. Sort of, oh, it's sort so of. A, that
1: was a long time ago.
0: <laughs> it's a bit of a it's a bit of a dorky word, isn't it? Snazzy. So, so let let me give you guys. Let me feel
1: like snazzy.
0: (laughs) Let me give you guys a bit of background. Hannah and I went to Wagga last weekend, or was it the weekend before? Anyway, we bumped into a girl who was who was selling. You know, she was a door to door knocker
1: for the McGrath Foundation. For the McGrath
0: Foundation, and she was a sweet chick. So we got talking to her, and anyway, she said uh, she kept saying snazzy. Oh, that's really snazzy. That's snazzy.
1: She said snazzy like you say legends.
0: Yeah. Well. Or Or tears. Or tears.
1: More legends, I'd say. More
0: legends, yeah. Mm. So yeah, it did get a bit
1: annoying after a while. But I think it is coming back because I I text my brother to tell him we're moving and and showed him the new house and he came back saying, it's snazzy. (laughs) So I feel like it's coming back. That's great. How old's your brother? 27. 29.
0: So it's obviously in that era of people amazing snazzy. Anyway, that snazzy is our new word.
1: So if you hear it, <laughs> that's is our why. New word.
0: Yeah. So the the new house, uh, we're moving out of here in what three four weeks or three weeks?
1: Yeah, f- three maybe. Yeah, three weeks. Yeah, the third now.
0: third. Of, well, we're moving into the new place on the third of December. Yeah. How do you feel about this? This, it's a massive thing, isn't it?
1: Oh uh, yeah. Especially with the baby now as well. Like, I've had to pack up. Three houses in three years. Dandenong Road, Shuba Road and now Anderson Street. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm kind of dreading it but I'm excited at the same time. Like the house is cool. It's going to be heaps more room for us. The area I'm not so sure about but I think we'll settle in all right. Um. Yeah, I'm excited. Are you?
0: Yeah. So that, that we're moving out to Oakley, which uh, for anyone from Melbourne, it's a little bit further out. It's sort of six, seven kilometers further out. And
1: we're think? not really familiar with the area, mm. so we're not sure what it's like yet. Like you know, That's in right. terms of cafes and lifestyle stuff that yeah. is important to us.
0: It is, so, and it's a bigger house. It's three bedrooms still, so it's the same as this, but it's a much, much bigger...
1: Because it's got the study and it's got an outdoor area. and Like, it's a house. What Mm. we're in now is an apartment.
0: Yeah, apartment with no shed, no nothing. Yeah. So I'm going to have a place to put my bikes. There's actually a shed out the back, which I think I'm going to make into a little studio. And we're renting this place. If anyone's asking, we haven't bought the place. We're renting again.
1: It's probably like a million dollars over our budget.
0: Yeah, to buy. <laughs> yeah. It's ludicrous money, ludicrous money. So, yeah. So, we are moving out of here. Again, uh, Not an ex- for me, it's not exciting because I know how much of a punish moving house is.
1: Although, you're going to be away when the hell house is getting packed up anyway. That's true. So, Just like last time. We'll have to get Rhino over you will be unpacking, which is always the worst part, I think. I think packing is always better than unpacking, yeah. don't you think? Yeah. Yeah.
0: So that is what's happening. Now, Oakley, uh, the, I mean, I've got to think about all the things that are beneficial about this. Uh, it is closer to Sandown for racing. So if I do decide to get back and do some crits, uh, it's sort of half the distance between where I am now and…
1: Less of a um, practice ride out there, though. What do you call it? You call it a
0: practice ride.
1: What do you call it?
0: A practice ride. It's a training ride. Okay. It's a training ride.
1: See, I think it's practice. You know, practice your riding. Yeah, well,
0: (laughs) I suppose it is one way of saying it.
1: So, with the house, the other thing I'm really excited about is that there's a cubby house for Jack, and as he gets older, It'll just be better for him, you know, moving around, especially now when he's starting. He's on the verge of crawling.
0: Yeah, he is on the verge of crawling, isn't
1: he? Oh, yeah. He moves like lightning speed, but he hasn't mastered going forward yet. It's going backwards, yeah. which can be tricky. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. he doesn't really know where he's going and he pins himself in ridiculous places. Like, I found him under the couch Yeah, when we were away. I, I looked and I was like, where has he gone? And there's this little heat he actually poking went out. Under the couch, he yeah. Went under the so couch. So he he's
0: getting up on his hands, and what's he doing? He can't quite get onto his knees.
1: He gets on his knees, but he doesn't know how to go forward, like yeah. to move forward. So he pushes himself back and he just moves backwards.
0: Yeah, yeah. But it's crazy. Do you know the one thing that's blown me away about this whole thing is it feels like yesterday he was born and then now he's mobile. So he's literally. You put him down on the floor in one place in the in the lounge room and the next minute he's across the other side of the room.
1: Yeah. Yeah, honestly can't take your eyes off him.
0: And talking about taking your eyes off him, I took him yeah. into um, the the bedroom and I, I I really struggle with this, but I took him into the bedroom as I normally do and I put him on the centre of the bed. Now this is something that I do practically every day. Put my little boy Every day on the centre of the spare bed, and then I'll sit there and maybe do a little bit of work while he's playing with his toys. Well, the other night he pushed himself, talking in the line of what Hannah's saying about him being able to push himself backwards, and he's more mobile now. I put I put him on the bed. He was playing with his toys. I looked at the computer, and I was lo- I think I was reading a news article or something. And then all of a sudden, I heard this massive thud
1: i heard the thud from the kitchen hannah was in the kitchen I knew and knew what the had thud. happened
0: jack had pushed himself backwards to the edge of the bed and fallen off the bed and this was all in the space of about a minute while i turned my back on him to, to read this news article or do some work or something that i was doing on the computer and i ran over to him and picked him up off the ground so he'd fallen the distance off the queen bed
1: which really is quite a distance for a baby Yeah. You don't think it's that high, but it's... For a baby, it's it's a long way. It's his height. It's isn't like...
0: Yeah. So he was on his back and uh, we think that he pushed himself backwards and landed bum first and then on his side, but I don't think he did. I think he rolled off and then just landed bang on his side because the thud was so loud.
1: But then wouldn't he have rolled that way rather than that way? I
0: don't know, mate, no, but I can he tell definitely you went feet it, was, first it was full panic stations in the household, wasn't it? And I was. We were very lucky. I was devastated. Hannah was bawling. Were you?
1: Yeah. God, <laughs> I thought anything could You know, like he could have had a spinal injury, he could have cracked his skull, mm. anything broken could happen. An a, a leg, or, an, you know, like, yep. anything it's dangerous. could happen.
0: And uh, I can tell you the guilt that I felt, like, I felt immense guilt to the point where. I did. I got no sleep that night, and I was up what every half an hour. How how often did I check on him?
1: At the start, it was like every half an hour, and I had to say stop because you're just going to wake him up. Um, just to see if, if he was breathing. Every couple because I was
0: worried about concussion. I was worried about the fact that he might have hit his head, because on him when I picked him up, he was crying. Right, so I picked him up straight away, and he was he was crying, which is a good thing. He wasn't out cold, and so. Hannah came running in and then within two minutes he'd stopped crying and he was laughing, wasn't he?
1: He was fine. He was, he was fine. He I was mean, fine. we rung the health line and all of that. Mm. Um, we're going to take him to the hospital, but he was okay. Like there's not a, even a mark on him.
0: Yeah, there wasn't a mark on him. So we're very lucky. Um, we're going to put it down to experience, but I can tell you I suffered from a lot of guilt. For at least twenty four hours. Yeah. At the end of the day, he's a kid, um, and uh, you know that's what that's what kids do, isn't it? Yeah,
1: but not like once, and then that's it. They don't do it again. Yeah. Well, you don't let it happen again.
0: (laughs) The other thing I was going to say is, um, for a, a couple of days after that, you know, I'd do this thing where I grab Jack and I'll sort of lightly throw him in the air just to get him excited, and he was actually pretty scared. That falling feeling. Yeah. So it's interesting to see that even at that age they pick up on stuff and
1: Well, they're not born with fear. They learn fear. Yeah. You know, that's the other thing. Like, babies aren't born, you know, with any of those feelings, you know, like fear and things like that that you eventually you get as you get older, right? My girlfriend and I were talking about it the other day and you know, her little girl will be in a cafe and she'll be waving and smiling at people. And there are people that just will not wave back or smile back. And like May said to me, she was, she said, you know, it's not up to other people to entertain my child. But at the same sense, you know, this child is learning kindness. You know, they're getting that rejection. Um, So they're not seeing, you know, kindness from other people. They, you know, they're not getting that, that love and nurturing, you know what I mean? And they're just an innocent little baby. And I feel like that is where the world is going now. Like you look on the train, no one wants to make eye contact with anyone. They're just buried in their phones. God forbid, you just shoot a smile to someone or you have a friendly, you know, conversation. And even just walking down the street, you know, you'll pass someone. Very rarely does someone smile at you or say, g'day, as you walk past, right? And that's, I think that's, where the world's hitting, especially when you can't even like wave to a baby or or, or have a little smile. What do yeah. you think?
0: Well, pretty yeah. Look, definitely in the cities, um, mm-hmm. you know, people are. If you have too much of a good thing, you sort of get jack of it, and so we see a lot of humans mm-hmm. and uh, in the cities. And so when you, you just want your privacy, but talking about waving to babies and engaging with babies for a mat particularly for a man, it's mm-hmm. a it's a creepy it's a it's a creepy thing, right? You sort of. You don't want to be the guy that's sort of engaging with the baby while the parents are looking at you, thinking, "Who's this weirdo?"
1: Nah, nah. See, this is political correctness gone wrong. Mm. Like, you can you can give a little smile to a child, and then you can turn away and you can focus on what you need to focus on. But to just outright ignore them, I think that's yeah, that's wrong.
0: I think you have to strike that balance. For example, yeah. there was a nice guy. He was a little bit of a rough-looking dude that came into the cafe this morning, wasn't he? That yeah, bald sort of, you yeah. know, I wouldn't say druggy-looking type, but he was just sort of a rough-looking dude, I suppose. Never judge a book head. by its cover. You never want anyway. to judge a book. He was obviously clearly a nice guy because while he was behind me, he was waving at Jack and sort of, you know, being nice. He just nice.
1: smiled, and Jack gave the biggest smile back. Biggest you know? smile. And he just gave a little wave, and then he walked off. Yeah. You know, he focused on getting his coffee, and then he went again. And you know, that's all you have to do.
0: Yeah, that's true. How did we get onto this? How did we get talking about this?
1: I don't know. <laughs> oh, learning fear.
0: Learning fear, right? Yeah,
1: like learn. And these are the things that kids are learning. They're learning these behaviours and things like this from adults.
0: Yeah, that's so true. Talking about um, learning things from adults. How he he was on Instagram. I put a, a thing up the other day where I was poking my tongue out and playing around with Jack and then he started doing it back at me and then we just went back and forth and it was the most amazing thing ever. Blowing raspberries. Blowing raspberries. At the time it was awesome but now he's formed this habit where he literally does it 24-7. He He thinks it's funny. He just thinks it's so funny and especially when he's uh, eating.
1: Yeah. When he's had enough eating he will just scope at me. Yeah, and then he'll laugh and he thinks it's funny, and I have to try not to laugh because I've got to teach him. No, we don't do that.
0: Yeah, and and I mean, especially talking uh, about teaching kids. It's how do you teach a little child like that that this stuff? You just got thing?
1: to keep saying the same thing. No, with a stern, you know, straight face. No, and you and eventually, but see, isn't that
0: a negative? Isn't that a negative? Like when you. Talking to kids or even, you know, like a like small animals or puppies and stuff, isn't it supposed to be positive reinforcement? So rather than saying no, maybe say when he does take a mouthful of food, sort of pat him on the head or give him a little bit of love and say good boy.
1: Not when he's spitting the food out at No, me. but no, no. when oh. he's doing the
0: bad thing, you stop whatever you're doing. Yeah. Now I'm not schooling you here, I'm just throwing this out there. Yeah, no, I Because there's probably do. two ways of doing it. You stop what you're doing but you don't actually say no you stop what you're doing and then when he does the good thing and takes a mouthful of food, you it's positive Oh, no, I always
1: do that. Whenever, like if he's been spitting his food out at me and then we stop but then he actually takes it, I'll always say good boy and have a smile on my face just to let him know like that's what you're supposed to do, not this. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I was listening, I was actually listening to a podcast. I don't often listen to podcasts but I was listening to the Jordan Peterson podcast last night and he um, on his new book, I can't, oh gosh, I, I can't remember the name of it right off the top of my head now something Rules of Life 10 Rules of Life or something like that but it's on Audible and he was talking specifically about bringing up his little boy and how you know when they start to get naughty at around the age of two you really have to, it's a real challenge it's a real challenge mentally because the kids are getting smart enough to challenge you as a parent and your authority and it's a power struggle mm-hmm. at that age And so, and they get smart enough to know to test the boundaries. And so, it's going to be interesting to see how we handle that. Smart little fuckers, they are, aren't they? They are smart. I mean, he's smart now. Oh yeah. So, in other news, getting moving away from Jack, we went and we've got our wedding next year in April. Um, Hannah and I've got a wedding, and we went and. Did all the unusual things? I mean, to me, it's just foreign, right? So going and seeing the wedding celebrant, oh yeah, sitting down talking with them. Obviously, the paperwork that has to happen behind the scenes. Mm. But he sent us a questionnaire. Um, well,
1: of, no, he did, and he didn't really like. This is the reason why we chose um, Andrew as our celebrant is because he doesn't do the questionnaires. He just sits down and just chats with you, you know, to find out about you and things like that, rather than give you a form to fill out, which I hate. I couldn't think of anything worse than trying to talk about myself, in, you know, writing it down. So, but he has given us a heads up. He's like, these are some of the things that as we're talking, I'll find out about you, which is, you know, like how we met and all those types of things. So we've kind of got to think about now, those questions kind of have them in the back of our mind. of, and And it's also... Like, why are we getting married? Well, why is it important for us to get married? To know why we're doing it. Why are we doing it?
0: All right, well, let's...
1: Because, I mean, it was marriage isn't that important to either of us. Yeah. Well, it has never really been. No. So why are we getting married?
0: For, for me, it's not so much um, the... Uh, legal bondings and stuff like that but it's really uh, it's signify for example Jack is Jack Ferguson uh-huh. I'm Mark Ferguson it really brings us together as a family unit we are a family unit as it is but it really does cement that cement that in a in a in a metaphorical sense i suppose well, as well that's how
1: i feel like if we didn't have jack it would be different i think having him you feel like, yeah, you want more of that official family unit. Well, Not even official. I wouldn't call it official, but. It's not
0: official, but it's, you know, it's a look, it's a, it's a, it's a, it just glues the bond yeah. a little bit tighter, right? Yeah. And the thing is, the other thing with marriage, I think, is that when people go through tough times together, because every relationship has a tough time. You and I had some tough times in Europe and we managed to get through them. Uh, they say having a child is one of the toughest things you ever can do. Hannah and I have certainly had some tough times with the baby, you know, arguing over certain things. But at the end of the day, when push comes to shove, breaking up, in, especially in those tough times, it's quite easy to do. You can you can break up. It's not easy to do, but it can happen. You know, mm. you can just say, "Look, I've had a gutful. I've had a gutful. You've had a gutful." And so, I think that the marriage is is a a bond is a glue that through those tough times holds you together just a little bit better. The See, fact that you-
1: I don't... That's not my way of thinking, mm. which I guess we've got different views on that. Yeah. But I feel having a, a kid is... That's the ultimate yeah, commitment to each other. Yeah, that's That's a forever commitment. Yeah. Whereas I marriage, agree. look at people that get married for 72 days and get a divorce, Kim Kardashian. Really? Yeah, That's you know what that, I mean. Like, that is ridiculous. you can get married and you can get a divorce is e- easily enough.
0: Kim Kardashian got married to who and got divorced?
1: Chris Humphreys, and in seventy-two days she got seventy-two yeah. days.
0: That's like just over two months. Yeah, there's some broken
1: arrows in this world, isn't there? I know. So, th- I mean, this is the thing. Like, for me, it's not necessarily it makes it. Harder You know Or it's more of a bond It's just more of the Family unit thing for me You know yeah. Being part of the Ferguson clan
0: Yeah Yeah No I think that's fair I think that's reasonable Um, You know A couple of the questions I've actually got a couple Of questions here In front of me That he, he sent through to us mm. Um, One of them is What's great about Your relationship
1: Oh god <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, Not the podcasting part <laughs> no.
0: No, I reckon we're doing pretty well. <laughs> I
1: reckon we're doing right. um, I, That we can have a laugh together. Yeah. And we do. We, every day we have, a, we have a laugh together. Yeah. Don't we? We do.
0: We definitely do. Um, and,
1: and that we can, you know, we can have a disagreeance. disagreement. No, that's not Dis- even a... Disagreement. Disagreement. Cut that bit out (laughs) Um, Like we can have A disagreement And we can both Get over it Pretty quickly Like we don't Hold grudges And we don't Carry things on And we kind of Have this No We have this rule That like We don't let it go On for long
0: Yeah We do have a rule So in a lot of Relationships uh, People will fight And then they won't Talk to each other For two days Right And they might even Sleep in separate Bedrooms and stuff I'm vehemently against that okay if you have a fight with someone it doesn't matter if, even if it's a family member it doesn't matter whether it's your partner or work colleague whatever you need to sort it out immediately you need to put it you need to sort it out you need to address the issue and if you can't address the issue, you need to say, look, let's just be friends. Because there's just no point in us fighting, mm. uh, you know. And so I think that's one of the strengths of, that I bring to this relationship. Your
1: cooling off period is a lot shorter than my cooling off period.
0: Okay. and But how long? I've taught you, because you, with your ex-boyfriend, you used to go days oh, without yeah. talking to him, which yeah. is just ridiculous. Yeah. Isn't
1: it? But it was like on both parts. Don't blame yeah. me completely for this. Yeah. So <laughs> at
0: least I'm mature enough to yeah, go, hey, yeah. hang on a sec. Let's, we have a fight. Let's sort this out right now.
1: Yeah, which is good. But like you might be ready to put it aside in 10 minutes, whereas I might need a little bit longer. Like How 40, bit longer? 40 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, double that. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, 20 minutes, whatever. But we will, you know, put it to bed pretty quickly. Yeah. And... Even if we're having an argument and you know that it's like it's not going anywhere, we we've got an agreement as well that like we'll say veto. One of us can say veto. Now this is a, this
0: is a new thing, isn't it? This so is a that
1: thing. it's not going to escalate. You yeah. know, like okay, we're not getting anywhere. It's not. It's going to es- start escalating. So let's just both walk away. And when the so one person says okay, veto, it means all right. We're both going to walk away. Cool off. Come back. And we can discuss it, Yeah. but and, and you know. I so think as soon as
0: you say veto, as soon as one party says veto,
1: that's it. You both have to walk you away. You both
0: have to stop talking immediately. You cannot talk about that topic another second, and then you have to walk away. And you're allowed to come back in 15 Calm minutes to discuss it. Calm
1: down and then go back and think yeah. about so it. So that's
0: our yeah. rule. Um, in the short two week period that that we've established this uh, this word. I haven't used it once and, and Hannah's used it pretty much every time we have an argument.
1: <laughs> not, not true. Not true.
0: Uh, yes, yeah, Vanna. you have used,
1: used it. it twice and about the same thing. So we were talking about, I don't know, some cycling maven thing and then it was escalating like, he was he wouldn't let me speak and then it just wasn't going anywhere so i was like veto so i walked away and then when we came back later to talk about it again i had to use it again so i just think we haven't we haven't gone back to that discussion and i don't think we will now i don't
0: think we will no it was something to do with you know the way that we're taking the channel or something and
1: and we just have uh, dis- different yeah. Opinions on it
0: yeah we've look Hannah sees another side of this whole cycling maven YouTube thing that I don't see and so I really value her input into everything so I'm quite often engaging with Hannah and saying hey what do you think about this and uh, and quite often she'll you know lay down her thoughts on it but uh, sometimes you're going but allergic. if
1: I don't tell you what you want to hear yeah like if you've got the answer in your mind and you ask me and I don't give you that answer. You turn around and say, it's my channel, I I, I just have to do what I want to do and you just totally, you shouldn't have asked me my opinion.
0: But I think a lot of the time you, you know, you'll be sitting on Instagram and I'll be asking a question about something that's quite important to me and you won't give me the attention that I deserve and that frustrates me.
1: Veto, we need to veto this conversation. Let's veto this conversation.
0: Let's move on to the next thing. How, well, how do you feel, just going back to the channel, how do you feel about the the whole change?
1: I think it's a great change. I've been on board with that change for a long time. We've talked
0: about it for how long now?
1: Oh, like… Years, isn't it? Mm, a long over a year. Over, a year. over a year. Definitely over a year.
0: Just going back to a more generic thing so that we can do things like this. I, mean, I, I think this on and
1: off you've been talking about it for a while, like probably before… The grand tours, you've kind you'd floated it, but then it never really. You weren't sure, Um, and then I think at the grand tours it was a topic, and then definitely since returning, it's been more of a topic. And yeah, as
0: we've discussed before, I think at the grand tours we were pretty much we knew through that period that we weren't we didn't want to focus on cycling moving forward um, because we were so so burnt out with cycling, weren't we? Yeah.
1: Um, well, you? You definitely? Well, I
0: definitely were, but you were too. You, you'd, had oh, yeah. full. you'd had a gutful. You'd had a gutful. But I still, one of my favourite things of that whole Grand Tours thing was you with the pro photographers, like people that have been doing this for years in the mosh pit of the cyclists coming over the line and seeing Hannah running and launching Over the top. Who was who was it? The one.
1: Pierre Rolland.
0: Pierre Rolland. And And I can't remember
1: what stage it was, but it was one of the mountain stages. But he won on his
0: own. Hannah just launches over the top of all these photographers to get this footage, and she got some of the best footage that I've ever seen. I've got to find that footage because it's outstanding.
1: You just had to.
0: You just had to get amongst it, didn't you?
1: Yeah, you had to be forceful.
0: But anyway, going back to the channel, yeah, we're we're moving into probably unknown territory. We're going to have a bit of fun with it over the next. We're not exactly sure. We're going to do more of these podcasts, and I'm going to get people on, um, other than other than H. When I don't have anyone to get on, you're going to come back on and be my guest.
1: I don't know until
0: Jack can talk.
1: Oh God, poor Jack.
0: But um, just a couple of other points that um, a couple of other points that. We need to talk about. Uh, We've spoken about moving house. I'm still doing Peaks Challenge. Am I still doing Peaks?
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, I've committed to it, so I really...
1: Yeah, of course you have to do it.
0: I really should do it. And um, it'll be a good training goal for me. I think the one thing you and I've talked about is the fact that the wedding... So Peaks is in March Mm. and the wedding's in April. Mm. So this is going to be perfect. If I can string 18 weeks together of training for Mm. Peaks and do Peaks... I'll be a lot leaner and you know what that means, don't you? I'm going to fit into my Vietnam suits. (laughs) Now, the Vietnam suits thing.
1: Every time he goes to the fridge or the pantry or suggests we get burgers for dinner, I have to remind him your Vietnamese suits will not fit you.
0: So, a couple of years ago, I went to Vietnam with Hannah. We went on a holiday and I, I don't know what it was, but I was really lean from cycling back then. And I got all these custom-made suits, not expecting that I was going to get fat, right, and stop cycling as much. So now I've got like four suits, even five suits, like really awesome suits yeah. that are sitting in my cupboards that I've never worn because I don't fit they're them. They're beautiful. And they're beautiful suits. So I want to wear one of them for the, uh, for the wedding. So that's the goal. So that is part of the reason, in a nutshell, part of the reason I'm doing peaks is so that I can fit into my Vietnam suits for the wedding. And um, what else are you doing then? So the other thing that you said to me now—you've been peppering me about doing an Iron Man.
1: Well, yeah, you brought it up, and i was like, I'd support you doing an Iron Man again. Yes, I have ulterior motives. One, you had a good rig back then, <laughs> and two, you might be out of the house a little bit. <laughs> You're trying to get rid of me. No, but no, I think
0: you. How was that picture? So I showed a picture on Instagram. I was torn to pieces back in those days. It was only 10 he years was like ago.
1: that when I first met him.
0: I was tall, like wasn't I? Like six years ago. Yeah.
1: You, yeah,
0: you had a good rig. Uh, I was doing CrossFit when I met you. Yeah. So it was funny, the triathlon day sort of cut me right up and I was I had quite a good rig. And then when I started CrossFit, it's a completely different bunch of exercises. So you become a bit of a mud crab and uh, lifting heavy weights. And I was quite big, solid, wasn't I? Mm. But muscular. And, um, and then I got back into cycling again and you sort of go – you go opposite. You go sort of really skinny, you look, which which I think is a good thing as well because you're more flexible and you're more nimble. Um, what but, do you
1: need to be flexible and nimble for?
0: Well, you know, you just—I think it's better rather than a big, big stocky weightlifter having all that bulk on. You know, I don't think that's a healthy way to live mm. with a lot of bulk to the point where you can't even reach over and grab your seatbelt or you can't scratch your back. Yeah, you had a. So I don't, I don't think I want to go back to being a, a mud crab. Um, but I am interested in jiu-jitsu.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I went and did my first session the other night.
1: And what jujitsu?
0: jiu-jitsu? So jiu-jitsu is... Now, I saw your little rendition in the kitchen. Where you and thought that's it was not like, it at all. That's not it at all. It's not, it's not karate. It's not karate, right? It's jiu-jitsu, Brazilian jujitsu jitsu is a... Uh, it's very similar to, well, it is grappling or very similar to sort of wrestling on the ground and, and sort of chokes and submissions where you sort of bend someone's arm or leg to the point where, it, you know, they submit. Um,
1: Sounds violent.
0: Well, it's not that it's violent, but it's technical and it's it's just a great... It's, it's usually how most street fights end up, in a scrap on the ground, right? Oh. And it teaches you, though, to... Anyway, Google it, right? Yeah, Google. I'll show, I'll show it, but because
1: the name jujitsu, it sounds quite Asian, you know. Like, yeah. I imagine I it's like that karate type thing. But. Do you
0: know? Since I did one session the other night, I loved it. I had an absolute ball. You know, I got hurt. Like, I hurt my fingers and stuff. I took a bit of skin off the, my fingers and just from holding onto the um, the gi, which is the clothing that they wear. But I started googling when I got home. I spent like four hours watching. MMA, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu specialist, and it was fascinating. So I'm pumped. I'm definitely going to do some more sessions, mm. but I think what I've got to do is get through peaks because I've got to spend a lot of time on the bike training over the next three months, ma- eighteen weeks.
1: Now you've got to mix it up, or else you'll get you'll burn out again. You'll get bored of the bike. You've yeah. got to you've got to do a variety of things, and that's why I thought Iron Man. Because at least then you're doing different training. You know, you're doing the swimming, the bike, yeah. the run. But you I could think, even uh, do coast to coast.
0: What's coast to coast?
1: When you when you go from um, the west coast to the east coast of New Zealand through the middle through the terrain. But that's mountain biking, yeah. Yeah, you do running, kayaking, mountain biking. Um, That'd be fun. Yeah.
0: And you support me. Yeah. What about all the training I would do? You'd be okay with it?
1: Where would you kayak here and where would you? You can do kayaking
0: down in Port Melbourne. Oh, yeah. And so I'd have to buy a new mountain bike.
1: No. Yeah. No, just stick to the the (laughs) Ironman.
0: I'd have to buy a time trial (laughs) bike. No. See, these are all the things you don't know. But uh, I think that pretty much wraps up our first podcast. I think we've covered a few topics. What do you think?
1: Yeah, it was good. Enjoyed that? Yeah.
0: You happy to come on again? No. So the other thing I wanted to say is the pilgrimage this year. Um, we talked long and hard about it, didn't we, H? Mm. About we actually found a new route, so we we're going to go sort of the eastern side of the
1: Great Ocean Road. Great,
0: well, the eastern side of the um, down to Sorrento.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What's the eastern side of the bay? So the eastern side of the bay down to Sorrento, and then catch the ferry across to Queenscliff, and then sort of go Great Ocean Road. But it just became too much this year, and I think I've got a lot of excuses. But I think we're just going to let it go this year and sort of pr- plan it properly if we do it next year.
1: Or well, in terms of the organisation of it, if you still want to do it, you could just—I
0: might do it on my own. Yeah, but the or bottom line is we're of not going to want to join. Yeah, we're not going to do the pilgrimage this year. We get, we've decided that we're not going to do it.
1: Is anyone doing the pilgrimage this year?
0: Like, well, I don't know. I think the Curve Boys have actually got a. The Curve guys aren't. I don't know if the Curve guys are doing it, um, but I think they're doing something in South Africa. They've got a um, a tour on, so I think during that period. Yeah. I'm not sure, but uh, uh, it's a good ride if you wanted to do it on your own. You interested in doing it one day? Never. Hannah, thanks for coming on the podcast.
1: My pleasure.